Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. It is Tuesday, August 2nd, and this is People Every Day. Hi, guys. Your host, Janine Rubenstein here. Happy Tuesday to you all. And I'm spelling Tuesday with the number two because that is how old my little girl is today, our Big girl, I should say. <laughs> Happy birthday, Ramy. Mommy loves you. And yes, we'll have tacos tonight. Well, we've got another great show for you today filled with plenty of Bachelorette and Real Housewives drama. And of course, there's another twist to the whole Johnny Depp and Amber Heard feud to break down. First things first, though, let's get into what's been swirling around out there on my timeline. Rejoice, all of you believers out there. Justin Bieber is back. Yesterday, through a flurry of social media posts, the Canadian-born pop star shared with fans what it felt like to get back out there on stage after having to postpone several shows. As you may recall, Bieber suffered partial facial paralysis due to his Ramsey Hunt syndrome diagnosis, and he postponed his world tour as a result. On Sunday, the Love Yourself singer performed at Central Italy's Luca Summer Festival shirtless, no less. Among the posts Bieber made to social media was a video of himself and his team taking a moment to soak up the excitement of being back. What a great, great evening. Wow. Um, I love you guys. This is the sexiest group of people I know. That's It's still so crazy to think of how long and successful a career he's had. He's only 28 and he's been one of the top performers for over a decade. So glad he's healthy and back where he belongs, on stage, in front of his fans, and full of that Bieber swag. Moving on to another famous pop star, Taylor Swift is caught up in some controversy over her purported contribution to climate change. A report from the digital marketing agency Yard broke down the top celebrities who reportedly created the most CO2 emissions as a result of using their private jets. Now, the report didn't include the biggest private jet offenders overall. Rather, it focused on the ones we all know, spotlighting the usage of private jets owned by celebrities. The list included the likes of boxer Floyd Mayweather, director Steven Spielberg, and reality star Kim Kardashian. But coming in at the top of the list was well-known breakup song aficionado Taylor Swift. T-Swift's jet reportedly took 170 flights between New Year's Day and July 19th of this year. And according to the Yard report, her flights equaled roughly 22,923 minutes in the sky, with most flights averaging about 80 minutes. The Shake It Off singer's flights allegedly resulted in 8,293.54 tons of CO2 emissions, which is about 1,285 times more than the average person out there. Now, the agency's report did not take into consideration if the celebrity was on the plane or not during the usage, just if the private jet was being flown at all. So it's entirely possible that Tay-Tay wasn't on some of these flights. And a spokesperson for Swift said as much in a statement that read in part, Taylor's jet is loaned out regularly to other individuals. To attribute most or all of these trips to her is blatantly incorrect. Interesting stuff. 
Sometimes you hear stories of celebrities being, you know, stuck at the DMV or burning their Thanksgiving turkey and you think, hey, they're just like us. <laughs> this is not one of those stories. This is the type of celeb news that keeps us all grounded, right? Pun intended. And now it's time to dive back in to the never-ending story of Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Thousands of pages and new documents have surfaced in the celebrity trial that just won't quit. Depp versus Heard just continues to be, well, messy. Over the weekend, months of court filings were unsealed in the now famous defamation case, showing what attorneys on both sides of the trial wanted excluded from being presented to the jury. These pretrial papers are making people question if there was malicious intent behind bringing up some skeletons in both of their past to create a certain narrative. But what gets me is that we got so much in the trial and now there's so much we didn't even know we didn't get. So to break this down with me today is People's Senior Movies Editor, Nigel Smith. Thank you so much for having me. Well, let's begin with where these documents came from and why is this an important game changer in terms of the court of public opinion? If you were on Twitter over the weekend, you probably saw Amber Heard bubbling up on the trends. And that's because these unsealed court documents were actually made available via a YouTuber known for her legal commentary on the case. And there was this hashtag, Amber Heard deserves an apology that was trending all weekend. And then an article by the Daily Beast came out on Sunday. I believe it was updated on Monday. And they viewed these court documents. Now we're talking 6,000 pages of court documents. And they, they published a summary of the most shocking revelations from these court documents. So if you read this document or if you read the Daily Beast's coverage, also on Newsweek and, and People, of course, you might find your opinion shifting in terms of where your support lies just based on the findings. All right, so we know that this case ended with a jury awarding him more than $10 million, And Heard, who countersued Depp, was also awarded $2 million. They are both currently appealing. But this could shift things, not only in the court of public opinion, but maybe have some ramifications in those appeals, right? Well, the biggest one and the first one that we led with on People.com was Depp's team allegedly trying to submit nude pictures of Heard as evidence for her brief stint as an exotic dancer, so they say, years before she met Depp. And her team said Depp's legal team did so to frivolously and maliciously suggest or imply that Miss Heard was at one time an escort. As we all know, Amber Heard is an actress and that she actually met Johnny Depp on the set of the 2011 film, The Rum Diary. So I'm not really sure how the escort service stuff comes into play. And that's probably why it wasn't allowed into the trial. And Heard's lawyers said in this filing that it was inappropriate to bring up what they called irrelevant personal matters during the trial. So that didn't happen. That was something that we're learning now. But what was unsealed on the Depp side of things? What was her team trying to get included in this case? Whew, all right. So Amber Heard's legal team wanted to bring up Johnny Depp's alleged erectile dysfunction. And they wanted to do so, so they say, to add context to her allegation of sexual violence, which was a huge part of her testimony. So in these unsealed pretrial documents, 
The lawyers argue that Depp should disclose that he allegedly suffers from erectile dysfunction and that he should submit a supposed list of medications as evidence. They suggested that the medical condition is relevant since it could explain why he would use, as she described in her testimony, a bottle to allegedly sexually assault her, which he, of course, denied ever happening. And then there were people who were left out of this case as well, too. So take us into the Marilyn Manson situation. As we all probably remember, Marilyn Manson made a very brief appearance during Johnny Depp's testimony, but uh, Marilyn Manson could have made more of an appearance if these unsealed court documents are anything to go by. In it revealed some text messages exchanged between Manson and Depp where Manson compared his current wife, who he was dating at the time of the texts, as Amber 2.0, meaning not very nice things to the woman he was dating. And it just kind of shows the nature of their relationship and how Manson and Depp would, would joke about Amber Heard and the way she was supposedly acting to him at the time. But what did they say about not including Marilyn Manson in a bigger way? Like, what was their concern with him? Manson is obviously a very contentious figure given all the allegations of sexual assault and violence that are being directed at him, including by his ex-fiancee, Evan Rachel Wood. So Depp's lawyers argued that it would smear Depp under a guilty by association theory to have Manson's name brought up in this context. But as we all know, Manson's name was brought up during the trial. So I guess that was already done. Wow. And it should be noted that Manson has denied those allegations against him and is suing Wood for defamation over her accusations. But back to Amber and Johnny, now that so much of this information is public knowledge, do we know how it would impact a case between them in the future, an additional case? Oh, Lord. Well, I'm no legal expert. I can't really speak to that definitively. I don't think the revelations really bode well for for either party. (laughs) But it just adds to the drama and adds to the uh, uncomfortable nature of this trial. I mean, we're just constantly learning more and more salacious details from their relationship. And it feels like it's never ending, even though the trial's over. Absolutely. Nigel, thank you so much for being our depth Verse heard guru into infinity. <laughs> I'm sure, you know, we aren't at the end of this yet. So appreciate you coming on. Thanks for having me. Coming up, we have to talk about this current season of The Bachelorette and how this co-bachelorette experiment is shaping up. We're bringing on the TV team's Dory Jackson to break down the latest. But first, let's dip our toes into the gossip pool of The Real Housewives. After the break, we are joined by People's resident Bravo scholar, Dave Quinn, who will share the latest bombshells coming out of The Real Housewives of Orange County and Beverly Hills. We'll be right back. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. 
We are back, and it's a day that ends in Y, which means there's plenty of juicy gossip coming out of the world of our favorite guilty pleasure, Bravo. So we're turning things over to a true Real Housewives expert for an update, our very own Dave Quinn. Take it away, Dave. Thanks, Janine. And yes, as always, there is plenty of drama with the Real Housewives to go around. First up, a major casting scoop that is making history in the Bravo Cinematic Universe. Taylor Armstrong, one of the OGs of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, is trading in her diamond for an orange, joining the Real Housewives of Orange County for its upcoming 17th season. Now, people exclusively broke the news of Armstrong's casting. She will be a friend of on the show, alongside at least Shannon Bedore, Heather Dubrow, Gina Kirschenheiner, Emily Simpson, and Tamara Judge, whom Armstrong recently starred alongside on Peacock's Ultimate Girls Trip Ex-Wives Club. This will make Armstrong the first ever housewife to jump from one franchise to the next. And by the way, if Bravo is looking for a second, I personally suggest Atlanta alum Cynthia Bailey join the Beverly Hills Housewives pronto. (laughs) But what makes this especially powerful is that Armstrong had one of the most heartbreaking experiences on reality TV her first go around when her husband Russell died by suicide exactly one month after their split was first announced and less than a month before the premiere of Beverly Hills' second season, the same season where it was revealed that Russell had been physically abusing Taylor. Now, over 10 years later, fans are going to get to see Armstrong's new life in the OC with her now hubby, John Blue, and her 16-year-old daughter, Kennedy. Can you believe that, 16? It'll be interesting to see that new life, that growth that Taylor has, the work that she's done as an advocate against domestic abuse, and how she mixes with the women of the OC. Here's hoping for another viral moment from the person behind the infamous woman yelling at cat meme. (laughs) And if you don't know what that is, go look it up. Moving from one coast to the next, we have to discuss Real Housewives of Miami star Lisa Hochstein and her messy divorce from her plastic surgeon husband, Lenny. On Monday, Lisa filed paperwork claiming she's being, quote, financially strangled by Lenny after he cut her off of their shared financial pool. Hours after that news dropped, Lenny's new girlfriend, model Katerina Mazepa, filed a restraining order against Lisa, claiming that Lisa has been, quote, making threatening phone calls, creating fake social media accounts, and posting threatening and false statements to harass her. Lisa spoke exclusively to people about her restraining order, categorically denying the claims by Mazepa. She said, quote, this is just another attempt from a woman who is a self-admitted homewrecker to further try to stay relevant. Hopefully her 15 minutes will be up soon. <laughs> Lisa then went on to say that she is working with her attorney on a legal response to Mazepa's, quote, baseless allegations. Back to you, Janine. All right, from one dose of reality to the next, this season of The Bachelorette is well underway with two leads, Gabby Wendy and Rachel Recchia. Last night, their journeys to find love took them to the romance capital of the world, Paris. And this episode was complete with tears, drama, and a cruise ship. <laughs> That's right. At this point in the season, Gabby, Rachel, and their many men are now aboard a cruise ship sailing the European seas. And joining me now to bring us all full steam ahead on this show is People Associate TV editor Dory Jackson. Hi, thanks for having me. 
Before we get into the nitty-gritty of last night's episode, let's talk about the major moments that have happened since meeting all the guys on night one. There used to be one big group of men vying for both Rachel and Gabby's hearts, but now they're split up into two groups, right? Yes, and this decision to separate the group of men for Gabby and another for Rachel came after Hayden declared he preferred to pursue Rachel because he found the ICU nurse, Gabby, a little bit rough around the edges. Gabby and Rachel wanted to ensure that they had the power throughout their journey and not the men. And so after last night, the men vying for Gabby's heart are now Nate, Eric, Johnny, Michael, and Mario. And the men competing for Rachel's heart are Avon, Meatball, Zach, Ethan, and Logan. And Logan actually accepted Rachel's rose despite his reservations that he has feelings for Gabby. Messy. Okay, let's talk about last night's episode, though. Connections are are really starting to develop, but we're seeing Rachel go through just the ring or be put through the ring, or really. She's been feeling so low since last week when three men rejected her rose at the rose ceremony. It was hard to watch, so walk us through it. The episode started off on a high note for Rachel when she had her one-on-one with Tino while they were in Paris, and she even was feeling as if she could fall in love with him. Like, she said that, which was so exciting. And then Rachel crashed Gabby's group date with her guys, which was some French boxing date. Rachel and her suitors watched in the audience, but she kind of felt that none of her men were even paying attention to her or making any eye contact, which is what she wanted. And she even thought that when she was on Clayton season earlier this year, correction, that he made more an effort to give her attention. And she wanted to feel that way again, too, with these guys. And she actually confronted them about this and told her feelings. She said, I was really looking forward to the next time I saw you guys. You did accept my rose. You did tell me you want to be here. And I do want you all here. But you really made me feel hurt and unseen. I want you guys to be here for me. And I didn't feel that at all tonight. I mean, I will say this. Mm-hmm. You take a bunch of guys to a boxing match, <laughs> they're probably going to be focused on the boxing match. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I digress. <laughs> I know, but things did pick up a little bit for her because she had a group date with all her men and they had like romance experts come in and they were teaching the guys and telling them that they need to flirt with her in some really interesting ways. The guys had to French kiss their own fists before Rachel took a (laughs) whiff of their armpits, which was interesting, to basically sniff out the pheromones. The men read some poems that they wrote for Rachel, and Tyler actually wrote his poem prior to the date, and he even cried while reading it to her, which really touched her. I know, and she actually invited him to a private after party with just them. Ooh, Mm -hmm. nice. Yes. And elsewhere on the ship, Logan actually sat down with Jesse to basically say, despite accepting Rachel's rose, he still had stronger feelings for Gabby. Mm. Mm -hmm. And even though he ended up accepting her rose again toward the end of the episode, there's a sneak peek for next week. And it shows that Logan basically is switching over to fight for Gabby and Rachel's completely distraught over it all. And she even says at one point, I quit. Oh, no. Well, how is Gabby doing? What's going on with her? Gabby had a really great one-on-one date with Jason in Paris, and he actually opened up about his experience with therapy, which is something that Gabby really appreciated. In fact, Gabby shared that she had a little bit of a similar experience because of her estrangement from her mother. They're going deep. That that seems like that's beyond the surface now. What do you think about the two leads? How do you think it's working? 
for me, I'm enjoying it. I'm loving seeing this sisterhood between the girls and they're really here for each other. But this structure is definitely something that the fans, critics, and even some Bachelor Nation stars are not really into as a whole because they feel like the women are being pitted against each other, which I see what they're saying. But at the same time, I don't think that's the case because these girls at the end of the day, they're here for each other. They're leaning on each other. They're supporting each other. And I think it's just the competitive nature of this format for this season that's making it seem like that this isn't working and whatnot. But I actually just got off a of Zoom with them a little bit before this, and they even told me it's really just the show and the boys that are putting us into this competitive environment, not really us. <laughs> oh, God, that's so yeah. sad mm-hmm. that it's like they're not even trying to be catty. Yeah. Okay, well, before I lose you, we have to talk about Bachelor alum Madison Pruitt. Fans will remember her from Peter Weber's season back in 2020. So Madison was one of his final two picks, and now she's engaged to her boyfriend, Grant Trout. So fill us in on this happy news. Yes, so I actually was the one working on this exclusive story with Maddie and her team, and it came out and it worked very well for us, and I'm so excited for them. And the engagement is actually a few days before their nine-month anniversary. And basically, her man pulled out all the staffs to make sure that this proposal was extra special. It occurred at the Breakers Hotel in Palm Beach, Florida. Super romantic. He got all these candles and flowers and even a Bible with her name on it and got her this really special ring that she even called the ring of her dreams. And Maddie told us she had no idea this proposal was coming, but Grant had made plans that changed multiple times before he settled on his final idea. And he was constantly meeting with Maddie's family and friends to get things just right. Oh, I love it. Well, if you guys haven't seen these photos yet, check them out on people.com after you finish listening to the podcast. They are stunning. Dory, it's always so great to have you on. Thank you for coming and talking Bachelor with me. Thanks for having me. This last story made me laugh or cackle, as my family and friends would describe the happy sound that comes out of me. (laughs) If there's one place kids always want to go eat, it's McDonald's. And I mean, I'm not one to say no to the world's greatest fries, although I do try to limit it for my little ones. But when I saw the video of the girl protesting a trip to the Golden Arches, I was very surprised. In the video, her mom asked the toddler where she wants to go to dinner, and she says this. I want to go to the man cook. In the IG video post, the mom clarifies that by man cook, she means going to a (laughs) hibachi grill. I mean, okay, I see you, toddler. You like a dinner and a show. But the reason why she doesn't want to go to McDonald's is because it's, quote, boring, and she does not back off. McDonald's is boring. Her older brother joins the chat to weigh in on McDonald's versus man cook entertainment value (laughs) and really comes in swinging. I want to go inside McDonald's. I'm gonna go inside McDonald's because McDonald's is boring. I'm gonna go inside McDonald's because it has a playground. So the man cook does it. It's just so funny because as soon as he brings up the playground, he just shuts down her argument. And even this little girl's face is like, oh, wow, you're right. They do have a playground. (laughs) 
It's so funny to me as a parent who's been involved with many McDonald's for dinner negotiations to see a kid on the other side of it is just, it's magic. I hope it was something to make you smile as well. Well, thank you all for tuning in once again today. I'll see you back here tomorrow for People Every Day.